0: Hello and welcome back to Ask a Monk. Today I'll be answering the question as to what a Buddhist does when someone they know dies. Which um, it's not, not directly related to the meditation practice but as Buddhists and, and meditators in the Buddhist tradition uh, this is something that we, an experience that we have to deal with that uh, for most of us will be on the uh, extreme and something that is quite difficult to deal with and and to come to terms with, so simply meditating it away is is not really um, sufficient, so there are things that we should talk about in regards to this uh, from a practical point of view, a Buddhist point of view, uh, I would say there are three things that we should do or that we should keep in mind uh, three duties as Buddhists or three. Um, points to keep in mind when a person we know dies. The first one is that we should never, uh, ever grieve uh, or think that grieving is somehow appropriate, somehow useful, somehow good. The reason why we grieve is because it's great suffering for us. You can think of a small child um, who has to stay with a babysitter the first time when their parents go away, will often cry all night thinking that they're, 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 not even thinking that their parents have left, but simply um, suffering terribly because of the clinging that they have, that they've developed as a small child for their parents. So this, this terrible suffering that goes on um, at, at loss, which really carries over into everything in our lives. People cry over many different things. Now the point being that we tend to cling to people a lot more than we cling to, to any other object, really. It's, people are, are, are other people are things that, that we can interact with, that have, have great uh, deep meaning for us in our lives, and so we cling to them greatly. This is why we, we feel suffering uh, when a person passes away. It's not based on any um, logic or, or reason that a person should grieve. And we should really get this this uh, point across that there is no reason to, um, to mourn. It is something that is based on our addiction. The reason why we cry uh, is because of, uh, of the chemicals involved with crying. Crying is a, a reaction that we uh, have developed as a species to deal with difficult situations. It's something that releases pleasure chemicals and endorphins I think it makes you feel uh, calm and happy and, and, and peaceful so it becomes an addiction actually and this is how grieving works you know? it, it can be crying some people take to alcohol or, or or any sort of addiction but crying is again another addiction and so we should never think that this is somehow important or a part of the process a part of the grieving process many people will go on for years um, suffering because a person has passed away. Uh, and the, the point is that there's no benefit to it. You don't help the person who passed away, you don't help yourself, you don't do something that they would want for you, and there's no one who wants their loved ones to uh, suffer, to, to mourn, to have to be uh, without. And so it, in, in the end it's really just useless, and in fact worse than useless, it's, it, it drags you down in many ways. It drags you down into a cycle of suffering and and um, and uh, and and depression, and and also addiction. It makes you become a, you know because you start to find a way out. You try to find a way to uh, block it out and and not have to think about it, which gives rise to many different types of addiction. Uh, now, this brings up a good point that often people are unable to follow this advice. This first point. Uh, important as it is it's best phrased as don't don't see it as a good thing because if you say to people don't mourn uh, well unless they had no attachment to the person they're going to feel sad and I've given this talk before to, at, at funerals and then after you give a talk the, the people come up and cry and so you think well why did I explain to them about not to cry and how it's not really useful or, or any benefit but they didn't intend to uh, you can't blame people for crying when a loved one dies uh, so the, it, it, it's it's Im- but some people go to the next level and think yes yes this is good and this is important and so they encourage it in themselves and they, they encourage the, 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 the uh, phenomenon and so they end up crying more and, and they think of it as somehow a good thing and so they can get caught up and actually waste a lot of time and energy doing so uh, but this also raises another point that we, we, we most often get ourselves into this position. Why, when a person dies, we can go on for days and weeks and months and even years mourning, is because we've we've been negligent. We've been uh, heedless in in regards to our mind. We haven't been paying attention to our attachments. And, you know, we live our lives thinking that attaching to other people is good. It's you know intimacy and relationships and and, and love and so on. But this, isn't, this really has nothing to do with love. It has to do with our own clinging. When you love someone, it's not what they can do for you and what they bring to you and, 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 and the great things that they give to you. That's, that's a kind of, we use the word love, but it, it really is an attachment. Uh, love is when you wish for good things for other people. And th- there's nothing good that comes from crying. You don't somehow respect the person's uh, memory by crying, by, by bringing yourself suffering. You don't do something that they would want you to do, or they would, that they would want for you. So this is the first point. Um, but, but no, what I was going to say is that for this reason, because we get ourselves into this mess, uh, part of this is even before a person dies, we should be quite careful with our relationships. Our relationships should be meaningful, but the meaning should come from our love for each other, our wish for others, each other to be happy. And, in fact, our... Uh, wish for all beings to be happy the only way we can really be purely have pure love for other beings is to have it be impartial where uh, it's not that we don't love anyone we end up loving everyone And this is the Buddha said that we should strive to love all beings just as a, a mother might love her only child uh, and, and if we can get to this point if we, if we really have love for people it won't matter who comes and who goes once it's true love then the next person you you see is is the, is a loved one for you, is the one you love, and it continues on. When they go, you you, you there, there's no, you know, there's nothing in love that says it, says they need to do anything for you or be anything for you. So when they're gone, there's no um, there's no suffering, there's no stress, there's no there's no sadness. So this is an important reason, uh, reason why we should be practicing meditation uh, because. When we don't practice meditation, we cling and cling and cling and we, 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 we uh, set ourselves up for so much stress and suffering that we see all around us. Many people are living their lives in great peace and happiness um, simply because they haven't met with the inevitable crash, the inevitable loss, loss of you know, youth they, when they get old, so many things that they can't enjoy and suddenly they're confronted with. Um, with, with old age or sickness, when people get cancer and and eventually death, uh, the death of loved ones or the death of uh, or one 's own death which they 're totally unprepared for meditation practices is to allow us to have meaningful uh, but non um, attached um, relationships with other people where we give and, and and we we spread goodness all around us and try our best to um, to make other people happy and, and to bring peace to them instead of wishing for them to bring good things to us. Which is, of course, a totally uncertain, something we can't depend on. So this is the first the first point, is that it's really useless to, to grieve and it's something that as Buddhists we should not do. We should, on the other hand, spend our lives thinking about um, the inevitability of death. And this brings me to the second point, that when a person dies, it should be a reminder to us. And the Buddha was very clear about this. For monks, when when a person dies, for, and, and even for lay people, when, when a person dies, that we should, uh, we should consider this to be a sign. A sign that we too will have to go. We should be clear that this is something that we can't avoid. It's a fact of life. So the contemplation on the, the reality of death is a very important part of our... Um, our acceptance when a person dies, so um, the first of all the the realization that this was a part of that person 's life and and that it 's a part of nature and not getting caught up in this idea of a person or 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 this one life where this this being existed and now they 're gone or so on, but thinking in terms of reality in terms of our experience and that this is this is the nature of reality that all things that arise in our mind, the idea of a person, will eventually cease. Everything that we cling to, uh, a, a person, a place, a thing, um, even a, an ideology, eventually we we will we will have to give it up. Nothing will last forever, and so we use death as as a really good. Um, um, a good wake-up call for us to realize the truth of reality and also to reflect on our own mortality. When a person dies, we should, cons- we should take that as a warning to ourselves. We should ex- watch and see and look and think of the person who is dead and think, this will also come to me one day. Will I be ready for it? As Buddhists, we, we, this is an important... Uh, not only is it a good meditation and, and useful for ourselves, but it's a really good way to come to terms with the person's death. Because instead of grieving or thinking, oh, now that person's gone, uh, you, you, you realize, that you, you, you remind yourself that this is reality. And the real problem is our attachments to a specific state of being, of a person, a place, a thing, being like this, not being like that, or being with us and not being away from us. Once we start to look at reality, um, you know, and look at the, at the experience of, of reality from moment to moment now, what's happening and so on, then the idea of of, how things should be or how things could be or how things used to be or how things will be or so on is is really irrelevant and it it doesn't have the same hold on us. We're able to live here and now in peace and happiness and that here and now extends forever, of course. When you're able to be happy here and now, then you're able to be happy for eternity and that's the reality of, of, of life. So that's number two, is that we should use it as an opportunity to reflect on our own mortality and, and reflect on the inevitability of death, that it comes to all beings. And we should remind ourselves that this is really the reality of that person and, and it shouldn't, shouldn't actually be any um, be of any you know, positive or negative significance. It should be seen as the way things are. We should not be happy or unhappy about it. And not be um, regretful or mourning or so on. This is what we should do, is we should take it as an opportunity to uh, reflect on the way things go, uh, go in life. Now, this is more for ourselves. For the, for the person who passed away, most people want to know what we should do for the person. Uh, this is the third point, that as Buddhists, we should do things on behalf of the person who has passed away. We should, whatever good things... That person undertook or even if they didn't do any good things we should carry on uh, their name um, by you know, or, or celebrate their life uh, by giving by, by building things by you know building things that will be of use to people um, dedicating our works to them and so on dedicating books or you know whatever we do dedicating our work, our good deeds to that person be it things that they did in their life and we can continue on or just things done in their name with you know, some mention of them uh, because this this is really a way of celebrating the person's life and it's a way of bringing meaning to that person's life it's a way of saying that this person's life had real meaning if this person hadn't hadn't lived then these good deeds wouldn't come. We do these deeds especially for that person, and therefore they are those those person's good deeds that have been done. It's a way of um, respecting and celebrating and and honoring the person who passed away. It's also a way of coming to terms with the death in the best way possible, celebrating the person's life, saying, "No, oh, this person passed away." most people the the best the best they can do is to remember the good things the person did and say oh yeah I was such a good person so they celebrate and they have a party and they get drunk and so on and that's it but that's not really celebrating a person's life when you celebrate a person's life it should be all the good things that they did should be continued on or goodness should be done in their name so if it's a person who means something to you and you think their life had meaning then you should do something it may not be a lot but you should make effort to do something in their name and that will be your way of um, of finding closure and of, of ending that person's life on a meaningful note saying oh, this person died and the result was this we have done this on behalf of that person uh, sometimes what that means is an inheritance that we get We we use part of the inheritance to honor the person to do something not, not because uh, out of duty or something, but as, as a good deed for us and a good deed for them, and something bringing goodness to the world on behalf of that person. What you find more often, which is really the worst thing a person could possibly do when another person dies, is people fight over the inheritance uh, of their parents or, or, or people who passed away, which is really a horrible thing, but apparently goes on quite often. And this is something, as Buddhists, we should guard against totally. We should never think of a person's, uh, another person's possessions as somehow um, belonging to us or, or that somehow we deserve them. Never. We should never look at a person and think, this person owes me something. As Buddhists, we should never think like that. So the idea, even if your parents, you, you, you help them or whatever, you should never think that somehow that's going to give you some inheritance and you're going to get something. We should be very careful to guard against this because it will crop up and when they die you'll find yourself fighting and and, and you know, breaking apart your family really. Could you imagine what your parents would what the parents would think when they see their children you know at each other's throats over things that they actually left behind that their parents had to throw away that's really garbage. You know, it could be money, it could be home possession. It's all garbage because in the end they had to leave it behind, and you have to leave it behind. Um, much better is whatever the good things that they have, you can take some of it if it's useful to support you. But making sure that everyone else is taken care of, and giving things in their name. You know, if if the least you do is giving up some some hold that you have on on a, what you know this this are fights that people have over inheritance. Uh, in, in order that harmony might be might be bestowed upon your family, you know, for, in order, for the sake of harmony and out of respect for the person who passed away, I'm not going to fight over this. If the least, if that's the least you then you've done a great thing, in their memory and you've honored their memory. So, uh, you know, there, there are many ways that you can do this, but this is could be the least is to not, not for. For goodness sake, don't fight over people who have passed away. Fight over their belongings. It's it's a terrible, terrible thing. And be very careful not to let that happen to you because it it might come into the mind we can never be sure. We might find ourselves doing that. So these are three points that I think you should keep in mind when a person you know passes away as a Buddhist or as a person who follows these sorts of teachings and really any good teachings. It's nothing specifically to do with, with Buddhism. So, hope this helps. Thanks for tuning in and all the best.